everyone, my name is Marie Nicole. Welcome to Encouragement Notes. I hope that you would join me on this journey of discovering what God wants from your life as I pass on the lessons that I've learned in church and the lessons that I've learned in this life that God has given me. Please join me on this journey every week and I look forward to getting to know you. I hope all is going well and you're having a beautiful blessed day. Today I want to hang out with you and continue our study in the sermon series Joyride. We are now in this particular message, we are now in Philippians chapter 4 and the reading for this particular sermon comes from chapter 4 verses 10 through 13 and it says, I rejoice greatly in the Lord that at last you renewed your concern for me. Indeed, you were concerned, but you had no opportunity to show it. I am not saying this because I am in need, for I have learned to be content whatever the circumstances. I know what it is to be in need and I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. I can do all things through him who gives me strength. And again, that is Philippians chapter 4, verses 10 through 13. So moving on to our first section of villains, our first section is titled, Who Do You Think You Are? And in this section, we are going to find out what a Christian is. So Christians are disciples. Disciples are not people that know everything. Disciples are learners. So that is fill in number one. Disciples are learners. And I'm not going to go over every Bible verse because I did not take time to write everything down. But the Bible verse that ex explains this is Matthew chapter 28 verses 18 through 20. And as always, all of the Bible verses that are listed down below in my notes will be typed out in the blog post that you will be able to access when I write it in my blog on my website. So to recap, number one, disciples are learners. And the example of this comes from Matthew chapter 28, verses 18 through 20. And so fill in number two says, we take our cue for learning from the Lord. And the verse that illustrates this is Hebrews 5, chapter 5, verse 8. And so the second section of my notes is titled, What is the Secret? 
So there are three things that we need to know about the secret of discipleship and about contentment. So number one, learning contentment is a process. We aren't always going to just wake up one day and lickety split say, oh, I'm content with everything I have. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. And so fill in number two on this section says, gratitude is the pathway to contentment. And the verses that illustrates this comes from the book of James, chapter 1, verse 17, and the book of Psalms, chapter 95, verses 1 and 2. Moving on to number, fill-ins number 3, there are two of them. And it says, we learn contentment by following Paul's example. So as we read in our passage that kicked off the that kicked off this whole lesson was that Paul, the disciple Paul, learned how to be content in plenty or in want. So many times this world is wanting to chase after the next thing, wanting to chase after the next contract, the next book deal, the next uh, social media video um, numbers going up. The next podcast number is going up. The next whatever you could think of, whatever your fill in the blank is. So many things, so many people are chasing after those next things because they feel like they need to top themselves every time. But Paul is saying that we need to be content in every situation, whether we have a lot or whether we have little, in plenty or in want. And so the, um, the, next sec the next fill in on that example, or on that fill in is, and by the teaching of the Holy Spirit. So to recap, we need to, we need to learn contentment by following Paul's example and by the teaching of the Holy Spirit, because the Holy Spirit, I've heard it said even in a funny way on, um, on Instagram, the Holy Spirit does not only make you jump up and down and dance and speak in tongues, it also makes you hold your tongue and mind your own business. So we need to follow what the Holy Spirit is telling us to do. And so the Holy Spirit will train us if we truly are followers of Christ. We have the Holy Spirit within us. And if we have the Holy Spirit will, within us, we will be trained in this life to really slow down and follow Christ leading into what he wants us to have, when he wants us to have it, what we should be doing while we are waiting, and just being, 
just being at peace where we are at in a certain space and time. So the verses that are listed here on my, on my notes come from Philippians chapter 4 verse 9 and John, the book of John chapter 14 verse 26. And so the last section of this of this message is titled True Contentment. And there are three things that we need to know. Number one, true contentment is not circumstantial. And the verses that illustrates this take us back to chapter. Philippians chapter 4, verses 11 and 12. And then the second, the second point on this section says, being content in every circumstance doesn't mean we're happy with every circumstance. And the verse that illustrates this, or the verses that illustrate this point, come from the book of 2 Timothy chapter 4 verses 9 through 12 and it just says Corinthians but I'm not sure if it's first or second so it says somewhere in the book either books of Corinthians I don't know which um which book it is but it says Corinthians chapter 1 verse 8 and as soon as I get clarification on that, I will list it on the blog. So the last thing that we need to know is that Christian contentment is the conviction that Christ is enough. If we are in Christ, we are enough because we cannot be enough on our own. We need him to be our stand-in for everything that we've ever done. He, When he died on the cross for us, he took everything, all of our sin, past, present, and future, and put it literally on his shoulders. He became all of the sin that we were intended to, we were intended to be. And he stands in, in that gap that is created between us and God the Father. So you guys, I hope that you think that Christ is enough and I hope that you take these lessons and truly feel the desire to want to learn true contentment. Um and I know that I know that things in the world could get crazy and that we would say that we have a tendency to say why am I not getting to a certain point in life when so-and-so is getting to a certain point in life or why am I not getting that job why am I not getting that relationship I just pray that we all of us including me would sit and say Christ is enough he got me here for a reason, in this particular spot that I'm in, for a reason. So therefore, he is enough. 
and he will tell me to move when I need to move. So now I just want to close this out in prayer. Dear Lord, I pray for anybody who's listening to this who might not feel content in where they are in life right now. God, I just pray that your peace would overwhelm overwhelm their heart and that they would know that they are enough because you are enough. Because you love them so much to die for them on the cross. And you took every single sin, past, present, and future, onto yourself. And you're standing in the gap for us and with us. God, I also want to pray for those who need and want to accept you as their Lord and Savior right now. I pray, Lord, that these people would just stop wherever they're at and say, God, I don't want to live my life without you anymore. I'm broken, and I know I'm broken, and I need you to come and fill my heart and fix it as only you can. And I'm trusting you to take me on an adventure in this life that is guided by you and that I would never want to walk away from. I love you and I accept you as my Lord and Savior. In Jesus' name, amen. And I guarantee you guys that if you prayed either one of those prayers, that he has heard you and that he will take you forward on an adventure in whatever you need to go on. And I would encourage you guys to kind of listen to the advice of the last set of sermon notes that we studied and get into a good Bible-based church and a good small group because community actually happens when your groups get smaller. You cannot expect to touch base with every single person in your church on a weekly basis. So that is why, no matter how big or how small your church is, that is why small groups, whether it be Sunday school or life group or whatever you choose to call it, that is why small groups are so important. So research your churches, get in touch with a small group, and it will change your life. That is where God will start to grow you. And that is where God will start to teach you how to do the one another's. Praying for each other, holding each other up, and being held up by your fellow brothers and sisters. I'll talk to you guys later. I love you. Have a beautiful, blessed day, and I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Hi, thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you don't mind, would you follow me on my social media accounts? My Instagrams are Marie Nicole Zimmerpeeps, M-A-R-I-E-N-I-C-O-L-E-Z-I-M-M-E-R-P-E-E-P-S, and Marie Nicole Zimmerpeeps13, that is M-A-R-I-E. N-I-C-O-L-E-Z-I-M-M-E-R-P-E-E-P-S. 
And you can also follow me on Facebook. My Facebook account is Encouragement Notes Podcast. And lastly, you can follow all of my information that I post on the podcast on my website, encouragementwithmarinacole.com. I hope that you come back next time. And also, I wanted to ask you guys if you wouldn't mind helping me reach the goal of 3,000 listens or more by the end of the year. I believe that this podcast has the potential of reaching people for Christ by the end of the year. And I want to reach as many people as possible. So help me get to 3,000 listens and beyond. Please like and share any content that you wish. I'll talk to you guys later. Thank you so much for being a loyal listener and I will see you soon. Love you. Bye-bye.